0: I can remember like when Rain, who was my first kid, we when you were playing for the Knicks, I took them to the park when I had three at this point. And he looked at me one day, we're at the park, and he's like, Mommy, you don't do anything. My dad makes all the money. You don't do anything. And that like, I cried. <laughs> I cry right now saying that because it hurt my feelings because it's how I felt. It's Carmel and Cheddar main. We forever main. It's Carmel and Cheddar
1: main. A forever thing. It's Carmel and Cheddar main. We forever made this Caramel and Cheddar, made a forever made. We're Caramel and Cheddar. We watch reels together. Late nights, letterman, relationship veterans. I watch screens and make points. I'm the weatherman. She wear a heart on her sleeve like a letterman. Too much flavor. Grew up famous. Chi-town raised us. New York paid us. Caramel and Cheddar, this that Shottown town mix. She the Northside queen. I'm the Southside kid. We out of this world like a sci-fi flick. But if it ain't about love, then it's not about this. Cause we've been through every. Thing. thought it would never change. I gave her a wedding ring, but came up for everything. It's Carmel and Cheddar Maine. We forever made this Carmel and Cheddar man. A forever thing is Carmel and Cheddar We forever made It's Carmel and Cheddar, Carmel and Cheddar What's up, guys? I'm Eddie Curry, and this is my beautiful wife, Patrice, and welcome to the Carmel and Cheddar Podcast. Now, I've got over a decade experience in the NBA, but that pales in comparison to the over 16 that I got being married.
0: Those 16 years have us feeling like we are highly qualified to watch and dissect love films and share with you guys how we see the love in them. And believe it or not, we don't always agree. Really? Yeah, because you're different.
1: I'm different. (laughs) So today we got a really, really good one for you. This is the Netflix original and Oscar nominated Marriage Story. And it stars Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver as Nicole and Charlie Barber.
0: Nicole is an actress who's married to the brilliant playwright, Charlie, who's about to have his Broadway debut. But Nicole won't be joining him this time, as she normally does, because she just booked herself a pilot, so she'll be in L.A., and they're also in the process of a divorce.
1: Now, early on in the divorce, they both agree not to hire lawyers, but Nicole breaks that pack and things get ugly really fast. And it also makes things hard for their son and Charlie's career. All right, guys, now in typical karma and Cheddar fashion, we break these movies down into three topics. And for Marriage Story, topic number one will be what role do careers play in a relationship?
0: And topic number two is going to be the ugliness of a separation.
1: And topic number three will be what are the effects of a divorce on a child? All right, Patrice, so now we're going to jump right in. Topic number one, what role does your career play in a relationship?
0: Okay, so just let me break it down really quickly. I was working for the Bulls before Eddie was drafted. Eddie got drafted.
1: So from 99 to 01, you had already started building who you were going to be there. You had become a part of what they had going on. It was only maybe four or five people upstairs uh, working where you work. So... I mean, I like to think that you were definitely a part of the future moving forward there in that building.
0: So we start getting serious, right? Mm-hmm. And then I have to leave the job. And I realize that that was one of the toughest things that I've ever had to do outside of burying my mother right. the year before. Because I felt like, dang, like I really have to stop working and just give it all to him. Like be Dependent on him or figure something out after I have this baby another way. And um, I don't know, it just you, of course, didn't care. Like, I, you don't have to, you don't need to keep that little job and, you know.
1: Yeah. Um, because, I, I mean, like I said, again, just to preface this, I was young. I was, you know, 18 years old. And I felt like, man, I got enough money for the both of us and any children we were going to have and all my family and your family. I kind of felt like You know, um, you know, if they don't want you here, then don't be here. I don't want you there anyway. No woman of mine should be working. You know, I kind of had that mentality anyway. So to me, I wasn't looking at it like, oh, man, she's giving up her career. To me, I'm looking at it like I'm making it so my wife or my girlfriend doesn't have to work. No girlfriend of mine should have to work. But. For you, that was an identity, a piece of you that you had to... You
0: it really know. was, because I had been working since I was a teenager, like right. 13. You know, really in high school, I had two jobs or three jobs throughout my high school years. And then in college, I was working full time and going to school. And it had been instilled in me to work hard. You know, you work hard, you get what you want. And I felt like sitting at home... You know, just making sure that you were okay was not me working hard, and it wasn't me. I, I never felt like what you had was mine. After so many kids, it just got to the point where I, I just felt more and more like I was losing more and more of myself. And I can remember, like when Rain, who was my first kid, we when you were playing for the Knicks, I took them to the park when I had three at this point, and. He looked at me one day, we're at the park, and he's like, mommy, you don't do anything. My dad makes all the money, you don't do anything. And that, like, I cried. (laughs) I cry right now saying that because it hurt my feelings because it's how I felt. I can't believe I'm still crying over that.
1: (laughs) No, it's it's, it's real emotion.
0: (laughs) Don't, okay, but for real, I felt like This was nothing, you know, what I was doing, being a wife Mm -hmm. and and a mother. And I just felt like it wasn't enough. Yeah. There was so much more that I wanted to do. But
1: it's so crazy because, like, I think now you see how valuable, like, you are to the family and everything. But, yeah, um, back in that time, you know, it was definitely... I
0: don't... I disagree a lot of... Dang, my eyes are really leaking. Um. (laughs) I disagree with like seeing like okay what I did feel in that time was that you were gone
1: mm-hmm.
0: off and on you know you're working you're you're traveling playing basketball and I felt like I would be doing my kids felt like I'd be doing them a disservice if I went and started picking up where I left off and working on my dreams because I felt yeah. like I had a responsibility not only to you but also to them
1: because at one point we had like, you know, a nanny and things like that. And the kids was, you know, learning Spanish and stuff like that. And I thought that was a cool thing, but your dad, you know, our parents were there a lot, very close to them while they were, you know, growing up and stuff like that. So it gave us time together to kind of travel and and do things like that. But, but yeah, you definitely start feeling like, you know, it's a benefit to us, like, Being able to be around the kids and us personally being able to be, you know, involved in their growth and maturity and, you know, just seeing who they are, just knowing the kids and things like that. Do you feel like it's necessary for for two people to have careers at the same time?
0: I think it, it depends on what you're bringing to the table. You know, like who you who you both are. And like for me, I felt like, okay, he's making enough money. It's not a situation where I had to work Mm -hmm. to supplement our incomes to help provide for our family. It was more of what I wanted for myself. And the same way that you can look back and be like, oh man, I I felt like I was being selfish Mm -hmm. now. Like back then I felt like I would have been selfish to take things on
1: so it's like uh naturally maybe you yeah i think you kind of just
0: assumed like yeah like yeah you you don't need I to just, work
1: i just didn't think that far yeah it's no big deal no. and i didn't value your career i hate to say it but it's just i didn't i didn't have the understanding that man all your schooling all that puts you in that position for them to look at your resume and say hey you know what I'm saying? Like now I understand because I've been in situations now where I've submitted resumes to, you know, the NBA or the players association to go after certain jobs and certain positions and it's like, well, do you have a bachelor's degree? Do you have this or that? And it's like, whoa, so this is what, you know, she was <laughs> she was going through <laughs> it's and, what she, worked for. and she actually got an NBA team to pick her resume over other people's, you know? And like I said, when I got there, you had already been there for about two years, so you were in it. But for other people, like, I don't know. I think I think definitely it should be a conversation had. I think if you want to do it the best possible way, have a conversation, really plan out bringing children into the world. Because, man, um, you want to give your kids the best opportunity to feel love, to feel wanted, to feel, you know, all of the things that you wanted to feel growing up. And it's hard to do that when you got two career parents that their careers demand them be gone a lot. Because if everything was able to keep going like it was going, I mean, every time I was at work, you would have been at work. So it was like, would have been almost impossible for us to see the kids and stuff like that. Yeah, Things that we didn't really look, maybe you saw it I didn't look that far into the yeah, future.
0: I saw it, but you was like, that don't matter. It don't matter, right? Yeah,
1: like, so, but I got this. So, how do you, like, what if, what if you guys, like, I don't know, what if, like, for another couple who might be out there who are both, like, at separate parts, they, got, they both got careers that demand a lot of time? What would be your advice to? the lady or the man or whatever. That's... I think
0: it would just be, just take your time with it because um, we rushed it. Mm-hmm. And I think when you take your time, you're able to have those open conversations where you can really figure out what it's going to look like for us when we do have children. Like, how how do you expect it to be? And then, you know, the other party is explaining how they expect it to be. And you're able to find some sort of middle ground. I think that careers absolutely have an effect on relationships I'm speaking careers you know and I think that some people are content with having their husband go to work and be a doctor and being a stay-at-home mom and just enjoying the fruits of his labor or her labor but for me I wanted something different the same way that you know Nicole wanted something different in in the mm-hmm. marriage story like she just wanted to feel like she was a person too because what really happened in their relationship was everything was about him,
1: mm-hmm.
0: just like everything was about you, you know you're the athlete, and it would be times where like we'd be together, and a girl would just walk up, and you know you it's like she's just like falling all over herself to talk to you and early on, like there were situations where I'm like. Girl, you don't see me standing here, you yeah. know, and and, and, and
1: and it still happens, and I apologize. Lying. But anyway, it's just about it's what I was, you know. Eddie. I dressed with what I was blessed with. Anyways, never been arrested for non-domestic. Oh my god. But listen, but listen. Let me let me ask you this though. In that same breath, though, right? Just imagine this. Imagine you keep your career. Imagine the Bulls don't give us that kind of ultimatum. You able to keep your career? We able to say, you know what? Let's hire nannies. Now you fast forward that New York situation with Rain. That doesn't happen because he's able to see like, oh, mom, you know, you work, but then I, but what would be the conversation then? You sub, you take out that conversation of like, oh, mom, you know, you always here to mom, you never here. Yeah. You know what I mean? I
0: mean, it's, it's definitely give and take either way you spin it. You know, yeah. you have to give up something to get something and vice versa. Like, I think though that Whatever you want to do as a couple in a relationship, anything is possible. You just have to be willing to work at it. And I felt like if I had fought for the things that I thought I wanted at the time, it would have been at a disservice to my kids. So that's why I didn't, like, push it too hard. They were little. Mm -hmm. And when they got old enough, then I was like, moving forward, it's my turn, right? My kids are big when you were done in the NBA, I didn't have to worry about like you needing all of the attention and time. We moved to LA and I'm like, okay, if we're moving to LA, I'm doing basketball wise. Mm-hmm. And when, when we take that turn, I didn't feel like the same way I supported you throughout your career. I didn't feel like you were there with the same type of support for me. I just felt mm-hmm. like it wasn't something you wanted to do. And and years before this, when you still played in Chicago, I was presented the same sort of opportunity. We're coming, we're starting out on a reality show, you know, with Basketball Wives. And do you want to be a part of this? And I was like, let me talk to Eddie. Because back then it was a real big stigma for the women, you know, for the men, if their women were in the limelight, right? Y'all wanted us to just play the background. And you were like, no, no, no. So for years it was a no. But if we move into LA, I'm doing Basketball Wives. And then you're like, okay, fine. But you really didn't think it was going to happen either way it went. No, it
1: wasn't that. I didn't think I had to do anything. Because, I mean, I've saw a couple episodes before, but I've never seen the husbands on there. So I'm like, okay, she can do Basketball Wives. I don't have to have anything to do with that. That changed, though. (laughs) Well, first, let me say this about the wives in the background thing. That was something that came before me. Like, you know, I just kind of came into that. The moment you get into that locker room, it's like everybody around you kind of tells you what the ground rules are. You know, first off, you know, nobody, ladies talk to each other for whatever reason. Everybody was just really separate with it. So it was never, that's why I was never like a, oh man, you know, hey Patrice, let's go over here and hang out with. No, it was never none of that because it was just like that was kind of what it was. Because y'all
0: couldn't sneak with your wives.
1: No, I don't know. Because it would be too much. We'd be
0: in the middle too much. I don't know
1: what it was. I just know that it was none of that. Okay, well, so,
0: it was some hater stuff.
1: So, it's definitely different today. Um, yeah. You see, you see a lot of wives and, you know, they really are out on the forefront and I think that's really dope. Yeah. Because it was so many, these same opportunities that are here now were there then. Like you said, opening the mm-hmm. boutique in Chicago. That would have been dope, you know? That would have been some dope stuff. Something that we probably still could have you know had mm-hmm. you know ties to our hometown with right. but back to the show i thought it was just going to be <laughs> you on there i didn't know i had to be on there cuz we knew malaysia from chicago mm-hmm. you know i knew pargo that's my boy so i never seen him on the show i just was like hey man she could she could do this and if this allowed if this will let me move to la and i can go out there and then fine let's do it now of course looking at it now i'm like okay my wife was getting paid and i'm supporting my wife i can do it i should do that but back then i don't know i just wasn't <laughs> i wasn't there mentally the new me is different i'm more like you know what let's just grind it out and you know what i'm saying this is just one step we got to take and we'll just do that it'll keep us in the public eye or whatever the case may be like you know it's all for the betterment and it's supporting you so i'm with it mm. so
0: well, we'll see what happens next. Okay, so fast forward today, yeah. right? Between the two of us with respect to careers, I think that today we're at the point where whatever it is that you're going after, I'm standing there with you 100% trying to do whatever I can to help you mm-hmm. and vice versa. So in in a perfect world, that's how every relationship would look, where you support one another's goals and dreams and hopes and aspirations and careers ultimately. So I think that's that's what makes a good relationship is when you both understand that you're still even though you're one, you're still separate people who have different, you know, dreams and it's good to be able to help one another fortify those things.
1: Yeah, I agree. But one thing's for sure though, or one thing that I believe is if you do have These people who are very strong and very um, involved in their own personal careers and they can't make this work might be headed for a divorce, depending on where you're at. And with that being said, I think that brings us to topic number two.
0: Topic number two is the ugliness involved in a separation.
1: All right, so I can definitely relate to um, this topic because I actually went through a divorce before me and you. Met and I could tell you that it is definitely one of the most stressful things ever. And just watching how, watching *Marriage Story* and how how the dynamic changed when those lawyers got involved—I swear it was like reliving. It was like reliving it all over again.
0: Yeah, like you were really tuned in to this movie. Like
1: honestly, when I first started watching this movie, I'm like, like, what's the big deal? Like, why is this movie so? But when I saw that part I was like, "Oh, they captured it for real." Because you see like how the two people involved can go from like some sort of communication and, you know, let's just try to work through this amicably, and then the lawyers come in and they start telling both parties like they're telling me, you know, how I need to protect myself and how how ugly it is and how exposed I am in this divorce. And then they're telling her, you know, what she should be getting. And what these divorces usually look like on the other side for her, and even telling her how I'm probably preparing to, you know, give her as little as possible, or whatever the case may be. So you end up becoming enemies, whereas it starts out as just two people who just, you know, kind of come up with, uh, you know, what let's just go our separate ways. We're legally married, let's end this legal thing so that we can both go our separate ways, and start to rebuild our own lives separately. And I think that the attorneys make that really, really, really messy. I saw, I I, I remember a scene where they just start unloading just things that the other person just secrets about each other. Like all that stuff really happens. And I think that it just really adds fuel to already just explosive situation, man, a really messed up situation. And then a thing to remember is what makes it even worse is that, I mean, you were married, so obviously you guys loved each other at one point. You guys felt like this could be a forever thing at, at one point. And this same person is like the worst person in the world all of a sudden. And I think that that is, um, that's crazy. That's the
0: ugliness that's behind the, ugliness the separation. Of I, I think like for me, when I was watching that film, it did remind me of your process and what you were going through. I didn't see it as a situation where that's what everybody goes through. So I'm not sure because I've never been through it and I haven't seen anybody really go through it. Well, that's a lie. Outside of my my parents, right? My parents got divorced when I was like three. My mother did the same thing. She moved with us to LA and my dad was still in Chicago and summertime rolls around and she's like, okay, I'm gonna let you guys go to Chicago so you can spend the summer there with, you know, your dad and mm. my grandma still lived there, her mom. So she sent us home. And it was when that happened that my dad, it got ugly for them. Like he was like, oh, he had remarried an American. So he had his, he was here, you know, all his stuff was done and legal. He had his green card and everything. And he went, Full steam ahead with like, no, these are my kids. You're not taking them away from me again. I'm keeping them and you're gonna have to get over it. I got an attorney and boom, I'm doing all of this. And he did it to the point where she lost us, you know, and he he got us. And
1: well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna definitely touch on I think that's for the second the yeah. third one. So,
0: so but, but what I okay, but to bring it back, I feel that like this the ugliness of a separation is
1: Because you saw, you saw like, obviously your dad and mom had happy moments because they got married, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and I'm sure that at the point when your dad did all of that, hired the attorney, and I'm sure that that same love turned into like, man, I can't stand this person. Yeah. Um, But
0: I think that like, in some situations, you get married prematurely.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, my mom had grown up Catholic and- She was pregnant and her grandma, you know, says to my dad, you're not going to have my granddaughter out here having no baby out of wedlock. So you got her pregnant. Y'all need to be married. Mm -hmm. And that's how they got married, which they were young. Like it probably wasn't something they should have been doing that soon because you're still not old enough to figure it out. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, it gets ugly because immaturity, I think, makes things ugly. Even though Charlie and Nicole were older, As they went through this process, I still think that, like, when you have people in your ear, you know, it can change things. So it sucks to watch it get to that point. And I hope that, you know, more people do it in a better way. But I remember you saying to me, like, in watching this film, you realized that it wasn't just you Mm
1: -hmm. that
0: had gone through something like that, like the ugliness of separating you. You saw that, wow, white people have the same experience. Yeah, for
1: sure. I I mean... I definitely felt like man this is only me it's happening to only me that this has ever you know kind of happened to and it and it normally doesn't go this way watching that movie it was like watching a reenactment of how everything played out in my in my case um how you can go from being cordial to how you can go from like man that's really my enemy like for real like you said I believe the lawyers definitely play a huge part in that And I also think just like you said, the outside people chirping make a huge part of that. Um, I know in my case, my principal from eighth grade, like she had, she was a divorced lady and she pretty much was right in her ear. Like, yo, you should do this and you should do this and make sure you asking for this and make sure you asking for that. And it goes from being what I thought was going to be just a simple thing to like my attorneys are like, "Uh, nah, like,
0: It's about the
1: cost. Yeah, it's going to cost you and this is not going to be an overnight thing. Mm -hmm. So it went from thinking like, oh, this is going to be a quick little thing to, nah, we're going to just defer all your, like, don't make any big purchases. Don't buy a house. Spend as little money as possible. Do this and do that. Because everything right now, she's going after everything that you got. And everything that you have accumulated is all being considered marital property. And- and
0: y'all weren't even married about nah, a few we, months. We, we weren't like,
1: married. We weren't married very long we Never at all.
0: lived together. We never lived
1: together. So I instantly connected to this film when I got when I saw that part. Mm-hmm. Cause like I said, I just really I really thought it was an isolated incident and that was only me going through that. But I was like, nah, that was that was pretty crazy for me.
0: So since you've been through it and I haven't, right? What are some tips that you would give somebody who was going through a divorce? And what do you think? Are the like triggers that make it go from, okay, we're cordial to I hate you?
1: I think try to have a, some sort of communication before y'all dive into that process, if possible. Set boundaries. What's below the belt? You know? you know, no matter what, I won't do this. You know, no matter what, I won't allow you to be embarrassed. I won't allow you to be embarrassed in this big court with all of these strangers and all of these people that's really only here because they're getting a paycheck. Try not to lose sight of that. Like, And I know that that's, it might be almost impossible because people, I mean, you get a divorce because you guys, you know, are moving your, your own separate directions. A lot of times it might be cheating involved. It might be other stuff involved. So maybe ain't nobody trying to hear that in most cases, probably. But I think that if you can just try to remember that there was love there, that there probably still is love there because it's really fresh. like. I'm sure if you look back, you know, not too long before that, you guys were just cool. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know, just try to remember you're not out for blood. And I think um, the key is to separate, man, and be able to rebuild. But you shouldn't have to be broken all the way down. Like, yeah. don't try to just cripple somebody. I Can that's I? Um, it.
0: So. What you're saying makes me think about Kanye and Kim mm-hmm. going through their divorce, right? Because I think when you're saying, okay, maybe one person is mad because of whatever happened and they don't want to let it go or, you know, because you do, I'm I'm going to make it more difficult for you because Kim is the one that filed for divorce and Kanye doesn't want to lose his family. Mm-hmm. So for him, it's like, I'm going to do whatever I can to try to, you know, salvage this relationship. And then... Maybe it gets to the point where it's like, okay, well, since she doesn't want to, well, I'm not going to make it easy for you.
1: And it's funny because, like, in Marriage Story, they go to the mediator. And I heard the mediator is like, you know, we're here to dissolve this marriage type stuff. Well, why are you at a mediator then? Because, like, I don't need a mediator to help me mediate the divorce. To me, I would go to a mediator to try to see if it's a way we could fix this. Let the mediator listen to both sides and see if there's anything we can do to bring this back or.
0: So is that why you did? Didn't you do mediation at one point?
1: The mediator was to try to.
0: Come together on a decision. On a decision without on dragging what, it out into court.
1: Well, it was to try to see if you could come up with like a, um, to try to meet. Like we heard what she wanted. We heard how much she was trying to get. Mm-hmm. And it was to try to see if we can find a middle ground and say, okay, I don't want to give you all of that, but right. I will give you this. And we couldn't because they wasn't budging. Mm-hmm. So then, if the mediator don't work, then the judge will make a ruling. Mm-hmm. But about the Kim and Kanye thing, like I just kind of felt like, man, I understand where he's coming from because, like, if you ask for a divorce from me, and then you dating somebody, then it's like, it's like, man, bro, let me see if this can really work. Don't just start dating my wife. You know, I just kind of feel like, don't just start dating my wife. Give me a chance to see if this is going to work. fix it. Yeah, if it, if it can be fixed. Like, now she's filed, or I heard that she's gotten, like,
0: legally Legal separated.
1: So I think it's a little bit different now. But, like, when it all first started, it was just, like, boom, she's with this dude. Yeah. And it's, like, wait, like, you know. So, to me, that would be the only thing for me. It's like, give me a chance for this to really be over without any outside influences. Give me a chance to see if I can make it up to her or, you know.
0: And then, so, what do you think, like, some triggers are for a person? Like, for Nicole and Charlie,
1: mm-hmm.
0: their triggers that that made it, like, blow up was mostly that she just felt like, I don't think I want to go back there.
1: I think that, I think their triggers were... Her meeting with the uh attorney, and the attorney instantly like takes off her shoes and and gets on the couch with her and all up in her face and just really trying to comfort her and really playing these mind games with her almost like, you know, I know what you're going through and all of this type of stuff, and making her feel like, okay, this is the comfort that I need. And then secondly, was when they were all together both sides, and you realizing all of this stuff that you told your significant other, they've told the attorney. Mm. And it's coming out of the attorney's mouth and it's being used as like
0: just ammunition. weapons, ammunition yeah.
1: a- ammunition at this point. At this point, like the gloves are off. Like it's absolutely triggering right there.
0: So we can agree then that separation is ugly. It gets ugly. Yeah,
1: it gets ugly. And I think that especially when you, when you got the lawyers involved and they're just trying to win, and, and the way that they look at it, man, I'm trying to do the best job possible for you. And in most cases, the best job as a lawyer is going to be to dirty up the other side to make it look like, judge, you need to do this. Like, I know in my case, it was like, judge, he's young. Judge, he's going to make a lot more money than this. This is nothing. He's an NBA player. This is nothing to them. Like this and that. And he's going to probably spend a lot of his money anyway type stuff. So we need to have this money put aside and this money. So they were using the whole NBA thing against me. They were using my age against me. They didn't, like, it was nothing I had did. I hadn't even, I didn't even own a house or anything at that at that time. Mm-hmm. But they still were using just the persona of an NBA player, you know, against me. And, you know, she allowed it. Yeah. So, you know, it definitely didn't help. You know, moving forward.
0: I think we saw that though with them too, because yeah. he thought, man, I thought this was just going to be something simple, like we yeah. discussed this, like why, yeah. why are you, why are you doing this, why, why do we have to be where we are right now? Why does it have to get ugly? Yeah, why does it have to get ugly? I thought it was just going to be simple, had, and we would stay the, friends.
1: He had the contract or whatever that was, the uh, money Coming that was supposed in. to go toward the play, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden that comes up. Like, yeah. in, a, in a discussion, like you knew what
0: that was for. You knew, you what knew it was, was for. to pay the yeah. the cast and. You know, get the Broadway play going, yeah. and now you're using that as, oh, he's getting this money, so I should be getting some of it. Absolutely. Yeah, it got it got ugly. It
1: got ugly. It got
0: ugly. So if you are in that situation, even like with Kim and Kanye, like I hope he gets to the point where it's just like, man, all right, like you know, I'm not gonna fight you on this because yeah. I think when you do put up a resistance, it's like I'm gonna go for even more blood.
1: Yeah, and, and I'm not saying don't protect yourself yeah. um, and don't represent yourself. But I think just kind of outlining, like, where you want to be at the end of this divorce, at the end of this separation. You might not get exactly what you want out of the deal, but I just think it's a way to do it that's not so just traumatic for the other person.
0: Unless you're dealing with somebody that's bitter and they are really trying to hurt you because they're not with you anymore. Like, that's tough.
1: Right. It's tough. And
0: I'm sure it's tough to be the person who is like... Being filing for a divorce but not really wanting it because she really didn't want to get divorced, but she just was like, This is this is all I could do moving right. forward, you know. So, yeah, separation gets ugly, and I hope that anybody going through it is able to do it in a more peaceful manner so that you know, I mean, not Dr. Hurt. Dre had,
1: had an aneurysm thing during his divorce, and I don't know if it had anything to do with it, but I can't imagine. That the stress of somebody coming after all your money um, is helpful. Yeah. So that sucks.
0: All right. So then we're going to move into topic three.
1: All right. And
0: topic three is how does a divorce affect the children? The children. Yeah. And again, this is something that you can relate
1: to. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, see, the problem to me is sometimes. Children are used as a tool, as a bargaining chip, as a as a weapon almost. And it's just unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. And I think that people underestimate the long-term effects that forcing the judge to rule on sole custody because I travel a lot. Yeah. Like, Your Honor, his job makes him travel all year round. So he shouldn't have, we shouldn't have joint custody because joint custody means that any type of decisions that need to be made any emergency whatever whatever would have to be both of us saying okay yeah this should happen with the child but it also means that the other party can dictate the person with sole custody can dictate when you see the child mm-hmm. so it's like it gets ugly man it gets ugly and i think that the child is definitely the child is is definitely affected In a negative way. Yeah, I was.
0: When my parents divorced, I was definitely affected negatively, even to the point where as they're going through this process of him getting sole custody, I remember me and my sister having to go to court and stand and speak to a judge. And I remember lying to that judge and telling the judge, yeah, I want to live with my dad when it really wasn't what I wanted, but he was there. Mm -hmm. You know, so I felt like I had to say, what I had to say, because I had to go home with him after
1: that. And, and I'm sure that's true. That like you said, that was traumatic for you. Cause you gotta basically, you know, poop on your mom. Right. Like that's that's no fun, man. Like, I don't think a, a child should be in, in a courtroom. And I know that, like, for me, it was a lot of situations where like I wouldn't discipline my son. I wouldn't like yell at him. I wouldn't do nothing, even if he was dead wrong, because I felt like I'm not even with him that much and I don't want to have any type of, I don't want him to have any negative experiences when he's with me. So a lot of things I let slide. So it's just a real, it could, it could just really be an avalanche of things that can yeah, happen. Yeah.
0: Cause that wasn't cool that. either.
1: Yeah. Cause it's not cool because now, you know, the children that do live with me, I'm a little harder on, but then, you know, my child that doesn't live with me, you know, I'm kind of letting things slide and I'm not, you know, parenting and even that, you know, some kids feel like, oh, you you only let me do anything because you don't really care.
0: Yeah. This is like a double-edged sword. Yeah,
1: it's a a double-edged sword. And then it's like, it's tough, man. It's really tough on kids. Um, I remember just my parents would have their moments when I was growing up and talk to my sister like, man, if they do really divorce, like, Who would you live with? And who, you know, who, like, I don't think that's a conversation that kids should even be having, let alone to take it to the next step and to have, like, you have to be in the court. That's a scary situation. That's, I know that has to be scary for a kid because it's terrifying for an adult to have to sit, you know,
0: before a judge. Before a judge. And then I knew a lady who, um, her and her husband were going through a divorce and it was the same type of divorce, like, it was getting ugly. And, she kind of had like this, this fear of him and what he might do or what he could do. And he liked it that way. Mm -hmm. And she just, she wanted it to be over. Like, I just want a divorce. I don't want to, I just don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to feel like this. And he got a house around the corner from her so that he could be around his kids as much as he wanted to. And, that really bothered her. She's, she's like, you know, I, I, like, I can't get away from him. Like, I hear his car pulling up, this old loud truck. And I ha- and it, like, uh, it just puts fear in me that I don't feel like should be there. Like, it's over with. I'm moving on. Mm-hmm. But it was a, a long, drawn out process because one person wanted to make the other person suffer. And I think that, that even your kids seeing that is an awful thing. But sometimes your kid is so young that they don't even realize what's happening. And so the part that they do end up seeing is the pain that that parent is still in, even though it's over. And then the pain that is inflicted upon the child because it's over. I, I don't get to be with my other parent as much as I'd like. Or, you know, I see the tension or like, why can't it just be good. Why can't they be together? Why, why can't we all be happy together? And, and they end up having, once you move on, they end up resenting the other person that you've moved on with and whatever kids come out of that. So all of it sucks, which is why I always felt like I never wanted to go through that process of having to divorce and, you know, be with somebody else and have them, you know, raising my kids and having to share, visitation and custody and all of that junk. Like, I just never really wanted to experience that. So I fought so that it didn't happen, even though it was really, if, if only one person is fighting, it ain't gonna make a difference anyway. So mm-hmm. ultimately, though, the kid is affected no For matter sure. what happens. Even if it's an amicable divorce, you know, the kid is still affected yeah. because we're separate now.
1: I remember the scene when the the child's attorney came over, just the stress of that. Yeah. To have this person in front of you and you don't even know if you're doing a good job or a bad job, you know. I can remember that. I used to have supervised visitation. Mm -hmm. Like it seemed like you would only have supervised visitation if like
0: You were a danger you were a danger to the child
1: or something like that. And in my case, I wasn't a danger to my child, but for whatever reason, my my parenting was it was in question. So I would have supervised visitation, I would have to just try to figure out, am I doing this right? Like I don't know, it was just very stressful. It was a very stressful situation. And I can only imagine what it's like for a child, what is what it's like to be a child in that position.
0: In this relationship, right, we've been through our share of ups and downs, right? Mm -hmm. Even though you never would agree with this, I had been at the point on more than one occasion where I was ready to just be done with it and get a divorce and move on with my life. And there was a point where I even spoke with an attorney. Like, you know, (laughs) you would have been on your Kanye stuff. Like, no, we're not. This is not over. Yeah,
1: that's my wife. She's not going anywhere.
0: So that's why you could you know relate to to how he's feeling Absolutely. but there are people who I've seen who have stayed married and you know it was only because they were doing it for their kids and mm-hmm. then when their kids were all grown and done with school they got a divorce and it comes out it looks like it comes out of nowhere you know and the kids are like wow I thought my parents were going to be together forever like I never saw anything like what happened I think those are people who work to just keep it behind closed doors mm-hmm. but in those situations, do you think it's worth like being unhappy for all those years? Like, say you spend eighteen years just being unhappy just for the sake of your kids. You, do you recommend that? Because that's what Kim said. Like, she's just not happy with him anymore. She doesn't right. want to do it. So, right.
1: I think it's honorable. Honestly, um, I think that I think that when you decide to have kids, when you decide to bring children in the world, I think you owe it to them to put yourself second. Yeah. I think that... um,
0: Well, how come you didn't?
1: I was young. I was 18. So I I felt like, you know, in my particular situation, and that's what I was going to allude to, I felt like the way we argued, and I ain't never wanted to turn physical. I felt like it was definitely best for me to
0: So it's so you're saying you think it's best to stay together, but then there's no, those situations. It's,
1: it's best to stay together if if it's not like crazy, like you know what I mean? Like if it's
0: not a volatile if not, situation. Yeah, if it's not
1: volatile. If it's just like on some like Man, this person makes me sick, and you know what I'm saying? We just roommates and we just kind of pass through and Mm -hmm. we sleep in the same bed or we sleep in separate beds or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Then I say, like, man, if you can stick it out for the kids, do it. But I think if it's to the point where you guys both just got personalities or you both got these strong things about you that just don't mix at all and could go there, then I would say, of course not. You don't want to be. Arguing and being physical with each other in front of the kids and all this other type of stuff, man. You know, you you shouldn't even have to live like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I
0: saw um, an interview with like Will Smith and Jada Pinkett, and Will Smith was saying how early on in their relationship, you know, he had already just gotten divorced and fighting for you know visitation and joint custody of his youngest his oldest son, and Jada was kind of fiery and a hothead and. One day he just told her, like, you know, you're not going to talk to me like that in front of my son. You're not going to talk to me like that at all. Like, this is not going to be a, a relationship where we raise our voices at each other. And I admired that in him being so young and and knowing that that's how he wanted it to be. And it probably was from prior experience, yeah, you know. It, right. So I think that that's one thing that a couple should really, you know, talk about early on is, what this looks like for the both of us and what you think and what I think and how we're going to work through it. Like, what happens if we're having an argument? Or Because there were times where our arguments blew up in front of our kids, which Mm -hmm. wasn't good for our kids. And, you know, we were both young and immature. And now that we're older, it's like, you know, we can have these conversations behind closed doors when we don't agree Um, and I could get pissed off and walk away and not want to sit here and and go back and forth with you in front of them. But, um, I think that it's a better thing for the children, for you to have those disagreements without them being present.
1: Yeah. Cause for, for me, even if I know you dead wrong, I feel like it's not in the best interest of our kids for them to see you wrong. So I'd rather prove our point away from them i'd rather text you and let you know hey you was you wrong this is why you wrong blah blah blah
0: i'm never wrong
1: yeah right uh but so that that's kind of where i come from with it and knowing that i mean however we are around them will probably be how they are around how they'll be with their significant other because they're looking at us as an example of what marriage is you know so i try to think about that whenever things are good or bad like we're not around the house like laying on each other all on the couch and all this other type of stuff like that's not really that's not really us and I mean, i'm not really trying to dictate what other couples do or people do in their own houses or marriages or whatever but that's just like my thing was like you know i never saw that with my parents i never saw them all like making out on the couch and stuff even though they marry even though it's technically right for them to do whatever they want to do but it's just not
0: appropriate in front of your kids.
1: Yeah, it's not appropriate in front of the kids I don't think and I think that you know it goes the same the same thing goes with fighting and arguing and stuff like that like, you know.
0: Yeah, you shouldn't do it in front
1: of them. Yeah, I try not to. I mean, of course, you know, we're humans, so sometimes things are kind of spill over especially because now most of our arguments are about the kids anyway. Yeah, they are. It'll be
0: because you're a punk and you let these kids see, do whatever they want to do. Just me up I on. mean, if you ask your kids, they'll tell you like, "Yeah, we can do whatever we want with our nah, dad," and they, it bothers. That's me. not
1: true. That's not true. Yes, it is. They used to feel that way, but now they 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 understand the proper context of like who I am, why I why I am, how I am. They mm-hmm. understand that. One of the things in marriage story in regards to Just their son, the relationship he had with watching the relationship kind of sour, kind of be strained. The son really didn't want to go trick-or-treating with Charlie. He didn't want to really, you know, you could tell he, I don't want to, for lack of better words, he chose sides. He chose his mom kind of over the dad, Mm -hmm. Um, which for me, it was kind of alarming to see, especially because you saw things like. um,
0: In the beginning.
1: In the beginning, you saw her letting the son sleep with her in the bed.
0: No, even before Damn. that, you saw, like, how hands-off she really was with her son. She's
1: very hands-off. He
0: was—the dad was giving him baths and yes. helping him do his homework yes. and, you know, brushing his teeth and combing his hair and teaching him how to tie his shoes and use the bathroom. Like, he was a complete dad in right. so many ways, and all ways.
1: And, and she looked to be— the parent that was probably not so well put together. Yes. She slept late. She, you know, had the son sleeping in the bed with her because the mom is like, you know, that's inappropriate. You shouldn't do that. And she's like, yeah, Charlie tells me the same thing, blah, blah, blah. So that was interesting to see. Um, And I think that that just happens a lot because I think that as a mother, as the nurturer, as the per, like, you know, I think most kids are naturally going to be they're going to gravitate to the mother, I think. I think as they get older, I think that kind of changes a little bit. But I think definitely at that, you know, at those younger ages, I think the mother definitely has the upper hand. Um, regardless of the input or how instrumental the father is, they just sometimes sometimes seem to lean towards the mother. And we saw that in this.
0: Was it that way in your relationship?
1: Um, I don't think so. I think that the opposite kind of happened in most cases, where it's like, because I was who I was, even though my son didn't see me a whole lot at times, like I was still visible because I played in the NBA and you know, we got the same name and he's and it's just like, that's my dad, and you know? Mm-hmm. So I think he always like kind of held me up as this figure So, I think that that definitely helped because, like, whenever we were around each other, like, I know he felt that, like, I loved him, I adored him, I cherished him and all that type of stuff. So, I don't think that um, if there was things going on behind, you know, closed doors or when he was, you know, at home with her, I don't think that that really bled over between our relationship.
0: But it did between ours.
1: Maybe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because he... Resented me and the rest of the kids. Well, like, I think
1: you guys symbolize like if y'all wasn't there, then you know, right. like like all kids would have like I gotta have brother and half sister too. And I would do mean stuff like when we were growing up. Like I would tell them like, man, that's why you know my dad left your mom, and that's why you know we. Yeah,
0: he was a mean kid. Yeah, too. I was mean. Yeah.
1: I was. I, I used to trip out like. <laughs> I
0: wasn't that kind of. I would kid. take
1: it there. But those were really things that my brother would tell me, like, yo, if it wasn't for your mom, you know what I mean? I would, we would be living with our dad. That's my dad, mm. you know? And these are the, the type of things, the type of conversations that a kid might not tell you. They might have it with each other. They may not. It just may be something that they have in them that they just keep to themselves, you know? I don't know. That's not really something me and him talked about, but I mean, I would definitely not be surprised if that was, you know, at the core of it was like, you know, if it wasn't for you guys, this is this is how this is how it would have been. So and I get that.
0: Yeah. So ultimately, divorce definitely affects the children.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And
0: not such good ways.
1: No, not a good way. All I can say is like both parties just got to do their part and instilling in that child that they're not divorcing them. This divorce, this separation is with me and your mom or me and your dad and it's not with me and and you. What you don't want is there's no reason for them to hurt more than they already are hurting or be confused more than they're already confused by this traumatic situation. This is a traumatic situation. All right, so in typical Caramel and Cheddar fashion, we have a rating system here. We rate all of these movies in love. Everything's rated in love.
0: And we decide how much love is in each film by a popcorn rating system. So if there's a little bit of love, then we're going to get a small Garrett's Caramel and Cheddar mix, right? If it's a little more than that, we'll get a medium mix. And if it's a lot of love, we're going to get a large popcorn and if it's a jumbo amount of love, then we're gonna get a jumbo popcorn. Jumbo
1: popcorn, so. So,
0: what do you give this movie, "Marriage Story"? How? Ooh, what's the size of our popcorn?
1: Is there a size smaller than small? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're, saying,
0: so you're not getting any popcorn.
1: Man, it was like this movie is. It wasn't a lot of love in this movie. I'm sorry, and. And I'm always the guy. I'm always gonna be the one that's like an advocate for love, and I'm gonna try to find the love and everything. But I really, I didn't see it. I saw a lot of pain. I saw a lot of um, even with how like she moved on and like I don't know that whole thing just
0: yeah. At the end, yeah, she moved on. She got a, a boyfriend. Yeah, and- so
1: I, I, I I'm. I, I need y'all to see it. I don't want to be a spoiler alert and all that stuff, but I'm going to give it a a small popcorn. And that's only because we don't have anything smaller.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I agree. I'm going to give it a small popcorn also because it wasn't a lot of love. But I think that was the design of the film. I think they were showing the ugly side of what happens when a relationship dissolves.
1: Yeah, and again, this is not to say, I'm not rating this as a good movie or a bad movie. This is an Oscar-nominated movie.
0: Yeah, it was a great movie.
1: Don't get it twisted. Um, This is an Oscar-nominated film. And it deserves to be Oscar nominated. And as I told you guys earlier, like, these are some of the most real scenes that I've ever seen in in, in some movies, man. After personally going through a divorce and dealing with the lawyer side of it, like, I'm telling you guys, this is really, um, it really hits home.
0: And seeing how the change affects the children.
1: Yeah, yeah, all all of of it. it. All of it was real. From top to bottom, it was very real. Yeah. The career side, it was very real. But I definitely got to give it a small popcorn. Yeah. What you think? It
0: ain't a lot of love in this film, not guys. a lot of love. It's not.
1: But it is a great film. And yeah. I think that this is an incredible film to watch.
0: So with, we got a small. With, with
1: your significant other. This yeah. is This is something. This is an eye opener.
0: It could be helpful, it's too, all, too. It's thought
1: provoking. Yeah. It's, it's therapeutic. It's, it does a lot.
0: It can help you yeah. see, you know, what you don't want to go through and what yeah. you don't want to do hey, to one another. And as days.
1: a warning. You might be looking at your partner like, wait a minute, man. We might have to change some stuff because you acting just like Charlie or Nicole. So
0: mm-hmm. so All we're right. getting a small caramel and cheddar mix. All
1: right, guys. So until next time, we want to thank you so much for being here with us for another incredible episode of Caramel and Cheddar. Like. Like, like comment, and subscribe. Yeah. Share, and share. Tell
0: your friends. Tell, your tell friends.
1: their friends. And like always, please let us know if you guys have any any movies you want us to check out because we will let you know how much love is in these movies. And right, we're going to keep it real with y'all. So, all right. Until next time, man. Peace out,
0: y'all. Peace out. It's Carmel and
1: Cheddar Mane. We forever made it's Carmel and Cheddar Mane. I mean, A forever thing is Carmel and Cheddar Mane. We forever made it's Carmel and Cheddar Mane. theplayerstribute.com